Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and on social media. Welcome to episode 207 of Geekitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. I am uh, joined today by my wonderful co-host, Ray. We have both been traveling, Ray. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we have, Joe, and you're still traveling, sounds of it. Oh, yes. I I apologize for any sound quality problems this week and and honestly for the next couple of weeks. We are currently in Billings, Montana, and um, we have been, today marks uh, a week and a day since we left Southern California, and we are doing a a fun little trip around the <laughs> U.S., which I will be sharing with you after we hear about Ray's hopefully wonderful trip. <laughs> yeah, so we're recording this on a Monday. We usually record these on Sundays and get you get them out with just like a lightning speed. I don't know how you do that, but um, we're recording this on Monday because you've been on your trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, I... I left home uh, a week ago today and drove with a couple of friends uh, up through up north uh, in California through three different national parks or national forests and Yosemite National Park. What? So, yeah, yeah. So we spent uh, it's not your normal camping trip because we spent a lot of time on the road. We camp at different sites almost every single night, and every single location includes a a some sort of um, river body of water, a, a natural swimming pools, you know, swimming holes that are hidden in the mountains that you have to hike to, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So uh, it's a pretty exhausting but really fun trip. Um, Monday we drove six and a half hours up to the Sierra National Forest. Uh, where we camped there for the night. And then we got up Tuesday morning, packed up all our things again, and drove three hours up to Yosemite National Park. Uh, and we spent the day at a couple different locations there, a couple hours apart, nice. and then camped there. And then the next morning, get up and drive another three hours uh, <laughs> <laughs> up to uh, Stanislaus uh, National Forest. And then on the last day, we are in Tahoe National Forest, which is way up north in in California. Now, now this is this is like your jam, right? You love this. Well, I love camping in general. I grew up, you know, in a family that uh, made camping trips fairly regularly. I wouldn't say every year, but it was common enough that, you know, it was kind of a thing that we did normally. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I loved it. Now, those camping trips are probably like what most people think of when they go camping is they drive somewhere far into the forest, they set up camp in a location, and they spend, you know, however long they're going to spend there. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of downtime. It's very slow. It's very quiet. You know, it's very still. There may be some hiking involved. There may be a nearby, you know, river or creek or whatnot. But you're pretty much hanging out and passing the time. Um, and I do love that. I love cooking. I especially love cooking outdoors. Uh, I love grilling. I love, you know, doing all that stuff. 
Uh, I like being active. So, you know, hiking, as long as it's, it's the scenery is, is worth it. It's fun. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not, not a big fan of, you know, just a, a dusty walk in a circle, you know, that, <laughs> that does not appeal to me whatsoever. I have been on those hikes. <laughs> Dude, I just, I can't with that, you know, like there's gotta be a payoff of some sort, but, um, yeah, I, I like that, but this is, this is pretty different. And I, and I came up with this trip a few years ago, just randomly sort of came across an article that was talking about the beauty of and fun of natural swimming pools, you know, where you can find along rivers and the mountains where it's just a naturally formed body of water that has some running water element to it, but you can also swim in it or whatnot. And I thought, gosh, there's so many, you know, beautiful locations on this list. Wouldn't it be great to just put a trip together to go visit some of these in one trip since they're all within a few hours apart. So that's what I did. And this is about the fourth, time now that i've made this trip the first time i've made it with friends and uh it was a shitload of fun <laughs> so much now, fun but, is oh, it the same locations every time more or less um i sort of you know that i mean god with the research that i did there's probably eight or nine locations total but we, we we've never i've never hit all of those locations in one trip i think that would be just nuts to try to do mm-hmm. so you know, as I've as I've done this trip, um, each time I sort of adjust, I edit, I maybe you know say, oh, that swimming hole was cool, but it wasn't one of the best. You know, I have other favorites, or there's another one that I want to check out instead. So we'll edit that one out. We'll do this one instead, and that sort of thing. So this trip was sort of the greatest hits because I I knew I was bringing along a couple of friends that had never done this trip before, so I wanted to make sure that they you know, saw, saw what I thought was the best of the best on, on the trip. So that's what we did this year. And, and now I'm thinking, uh, geez, I don't know, maybe I need to put together a mellower version. Of this. <laughs> did you have dissenters? I guess I just, you know, previously I've only done this trip with people that are really outdoorsy where I was sort of the, the I don't want to say dissenter, but definitely the last one in the in the in you know in, in the formation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I just thought, like you know, well that's okay. You know, I'm I'm pretty. Uh, I don't know. I'm an indoors. I'm an indoor cat. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, most, I mean most artists are. You know, we mm-hmm, tend to mm-hmm. be. I'm right there with you. Matt, Matt has <laughs> called me that on many occasions. Right, artist and geek. I mean that combination. You know, you don't get a lot of outdoorsy stuff. Uh, no, but no, no it, it turns out you know my fr- my friends who are also both artists sort of validated that this is a pretty. Uh, it's a pretty active trip. It does, you know, require <laughs> a, a lot of your body. So I'm like, okay, knowing that now, having that validated, maybe I'll put together a, a little bit of a mellower version of this for the future. But I, I still plan on doing this trip, you know, a, a bunch more times, as long as my body is is able and willing to do it. Right, right, absolutely. So yeah, it was fun. We end up by the end of the week, we're so far up north that it takes like seven and a half, no, eight and a half hours to drive back. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a, and that can be a long drive because there's parts of that drive that's not pretty. Yeah, you know, in the past, Joe, I've done the thing where I just shoot straight out to the coast and take the take the one all the way down. Right, right, and that's gorgeous, but it Absolutely. takes like twelve hours. <laughs> right, yeah, and everybody heads well. I guess I'll head down the five. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> it's, <Yeah>. just, <laughs> it's just 
flat. <laughs> God, that's so flat true. Green. That's so true. My buddy Jason was like, oh, well, you know, we're taking the five down because we, we wanted to get back as soon as possible. He's like, well, it's going to be very different scenery than what we've been used to. Last <laughs> <few> <laughs> and he was right. It was spot on. He's someone who makes that trip a lot because he's from Fresno and he goes on to visit family a lot. So he's yeah. like, ah, yes, the grapevine. I know this very well. <laughs> So yeah, so that's that's our trip. I mean, I got back on Friday afternoon, uh, very tanned, very uh, <laughs> very sore, um, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you know, with lots of great photos and and lots of great experiences, but pretty tired. I I, I pretty much slept throughout the whole weekend. Um, yeah, I, I I bet. Because yeah. I know, I know how I'm feeling, <laughs> so I can only imagine. Yeah, man. I mean, as soon as my body, you know, sensed a a warm, comfortable, soft environment near, <laughs> it just kind of went into shutdown mode, and I was like, I just slept like ten hours. How can I still be ready for sleep again? But mm-hmm. whatever, you know, <laughs> I just went with it this weekend. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I, that's a that sounds like it was a very fun trip. Uh, I know you you speak very highly of Jason on these episodes, so I, I bet it was fun to hang out with him and yes. you know, the people you're with. So him and Gloria definitely. And I got back home, caught up on a, a Marvel trailer that had dropped the What If trailer, caught up on an episode of Loki um, that had come out while I was away, and then caught. The very next day, caught uh, a matinee showing of Black Widow. So, yeah, I'm all cut up. How about you, my friend? What? Well, where's? Well, where, let's start where? with that. <laughs> I have not seen any trailers. I did see. I did see both of the episodes of Loki that we're going to be talking about today. Okay, uh, good. Four, four and five. Good. But I have not seen Black Widow yet. Um, our hope. We were supposed to be seeing it um, tonight, I think. Okay. But we did not. That it did did not happen uh so we're hoping tomorrow but uh yeah uh so my my experience has been a little bit different (laughs) (laughs) so wait Um, you're you're in billings montana you said yes so you're saying tonight and i'm thinking oh that can still happen and you're saying that's not that didn't happen that that's that's not gonna happen Um, past tense what time is it where you are um, it is, it's only seven 30 here. Okay. You're an hour ahead of me. Yeah. But I like, as we drove in, I just looked at Matt and I was like, no, <laughs> here's, here's the thing. We, we are going to a lot of red States and oh. I, I don't think of, you know, th- we, we've definitely got California privilege because after we left home, I realized my my Apple Watch wristband is a rainbow band, and I'm like, crap, I should have switched that out. And I've been having those kind of experiences along the way. I've Nobody said anything negative to us. We've not had any weird looks or anything, but it's that fish-out-of-water feeling. Oh, man. Yeah. And um, we, we had to reschedule some things, and so um, our friends actually booked our um, apartment for our, our hotel for tonight. And this isn't where we were planning to be, but you know, th- this this is my mindset: is when we got up to the room, you know, normally Matt gets a king size bed. I was very relieved to see that it was two queens, because mm-hmm. it meant that the people downstairs didn't have any reason to suspect that we would be sleeping in the same bed. Oh, like that? 
Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of those like feelings of being very self-conscious about, you know, kind of looking at where you are and who's around you and make sure that you're okay. Are you doing anything that's going to make you stand out? Um, so yeah. And, and it could be just in our minds. Like I said, we've not had any experiences, but I think anybody who's been kind of put in a situation where they're that fish out of water, yeah. um, we've definitely had a little bit of that kind of keeping our eyes on what we're doing and where we're doing it. Wow. Yeah, for sure. And that is a, that is a feeling that uh, you don't have to necessarily pinpoint and say it was that look or it was that gesture, but you just feel it. <laughs> it's mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. there and you know. Mm-hmm. It's well. It's just. It's just. It's maybe even it's not there, but it's that worry that it is. And this is Montana. I don't know how I'm going to deal with the South. Like, yeah. I'm. I'm. I, I definitely know it's a it's a me thing, mm-hmm. but I think it's a me thing based on <laughs> some form of reality. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I you're talking to someone who has uh, recruited from the South for five years. Right, last mm-hmm. year was the first year that I didn't. Uh, visit the South. But other than that, in this job, I've, I've spent a ton of time there. And look, racism exists everywhere. So yeah. I'm not saying, you know, to our friends and listeners in the South, I'm not saying like, oh, that is where the racism lives. You know, no, 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 by, no, no, no. by no means. Um, but I have definitely found myself uh, in, in establishments and in rooms where it was very clear, though nothing was said, <laughs> that I was not welcome there right. and that I needed to eat my food and get the fuck out as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I, I hear you on that. So just throwing that out there is, I mean, that's why we're not going out and seeing it tonight because we're, we're going to be in Bismarck tomorrow. And so that's a little bit of a bigger city and I don't feel as self-conscious, but I'm not going to go looking for a movie theater tonight. I just don't right, feel comfortable. Right. Doing so it. where are you staying tonight? Uh, is it a hotel, a motel, an Airbnb? Um, we're spending most of our time at Marriott properties just because oh, nice. Matt has, um, you know, membership there. And so we, anytime we were booking, like, you know, when I was working at my old school, I would sometimes stay at a hotel that was just down the street just so that I would, um, not have to make the trek back and forth. if It was like mm-hmm. a, a show night or something. And so we, we built up points and everything. And so we get little upgrades here and there. So anytime we can stay in a Marriott, we're trying to, and this is, it's funny because they all have the exact same out, uh, layout. Like all the rooms yeah. are exactly the same. I mean, yeah. they're some are nicer. Like this is definitely one of the nicer ones that we've stayed in, but, um, but yeah, so we're, we've been staying in some good places, except let me take you through, <laughs> let me three take you through our experiences because, um, it's been good, but there have definitely been some bumps along the way. So, um, Monday we left Palm Springs for Las Vegas and that was fine. No problem. Except as we were getting into town, maybe an hour before we got into town, Matt says, you know, I keep hearing this sound and it only happens when we get up to... 80 and it only seems to like it's like like a little vibration sound kind of thing and we kept listening to it we're like swear to god it's the first day like how we've had it serviced we've had it so long story short i took it to uh an american tire out there because we love american tire they're they're great um just to see if there was a tire problem and they saw one of us must have curbed the wheel at some point. And so he's just like, Oh, your, your um, rim is a little bent. And so, yeah, it's probably causing a little drag when you're hitting the higher speeds, but totally safe. You're fine. 
no stress. Uh-huh. So we've been good, but it was still that stress of like first day yeah. out, we've got this going on. Hell yeah. So then um, Tuesday, we drove from Las Vegas to Moab and uh, Moab, Utah. So we're in, um, we went to Arches National Park and Canyonlands National Park on Wednesday. So the, the idea was get into Moab, do the national parks on Wednesday, and then take off on Thursday. And it was fine. I, I am not an outdoorsy person. I am definitely an indoor cat. <laughs> And it was very warm, um, lots of hiking that I am not used to, especially since I'm still in COVID shape, which, you know, I'm not in great shape to begin with, but now I'm in COVID shape. So that's a whole new thing. Um, but I'll, I'll get into my theory about about indoor cat nature stuff in a second. But anyway, so we did Moab. We went from Moab to Salt Lake City on Thursday. Perfectly fine. Um, we went from Salt Lake City to Yellowstone on Friday. Wow. Now, back in the day when this was being planned, my husband said, hey, I'm really excited about staying at the Old Faithful Inn in Yellowstone because, you know, it's going to be it's going to be an experience. And, I, you know, he's kind of like trying to you know, soften the blow. He's like, you know, there's no Internet, which already I'm like. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. And then he goes, and you know, it's a communal bathroom. And I'm like, who are you? And what have you done with my husband? Oh, shit. Because these are not things that I would expect him to want, but he really wanted this. Like he wanted to stay in the old classic lodge and he wanted to be able to have a view of the geyser. And it was this whole thing. Mm-hmm. So there is a picture on Facebook of me sitting in this room because Ray, it's like a queen size bed pushed up against the wall two chairs it, it was so uncomfortable oh man the the bathroom was across the hall so it was fine it was it was close but it was i just looked at him and like i'm trying to make the best of it because i know he loves national parks i know this trip is a big deal for him so i'm trying to, but he could tell he could tell i was like why why are we why are we here yeah um so was it like a lodge of some sort it was a lodge it was the old faithful inn and it like the the lodge itself is beautiful like you you walk down a couple doors and you're on this kind of balcony and they had all of these chairs facing out um onto the the lobby and you know it was it was fine but the room was not comfortable <laughs> okay so i was ready to go <laughs> and we had two nights planned for yellowstone it's going to do the same thing that we did in moab Show up on day one, go see all the national parky things on day two, and then leave on day three. Mm-hmm. Well, um, the night of day two into day three, Matt wakes up at like two in the morning and goes, I'm sick. Oh. And so he had a really, really bad case of food poisoning. Oh, and we have a no. room with a communal bathroom. Oh, no. So just, you know, just when you're not feeling well, you do not want to be in a place that's open to other people. (laughs) You just don't want to be. And so he was uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable in the room. Like he, he just, we didn't get any sleep that second night because he was sick and he was up all night. So I was up all night. And so around six in the morning, I went downstairs and I was like, hi, my husband's sick. And we're going to need to stay another day. 
Now, one of the things Matt was very excited about with this room was it was 80 bucks. It was 80 bucks a night. I thought that that was a little high for the room, <laughs> considering what the room was. <laughs> but he was very excited about this. So they said, okay, well, you know, we can get you another night in that room. I'm like, no, 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 no. We want a room with its own bathroom. $450, right? Holy shit. $450 to get a very small room that was honestly more uncomfortable than the room we had been in, but, but had a bathroom attached. Oh and I, I'm going to give a shout out to Raquel, um, the manager at the old uh, Faithful Inn, because she was nice enough to say, I can drop it down to 300 for you because you're sick and this was not planned. And I know you don't want to be, this is not the way you want to start your vacation. So wow. let me let me do that for you. So it's still stupidly expensive, but not as stupidly as expensive as it could have been. So thank you, Raquel, because yeah. Is this where you are now? No. No, okay. I am in I am in Billings, Montana. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Okay. So 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 we spend that extra day and you know, he's not feeling great. We kind of slept a lot through that day because it's like we're we're tired because we hadn't slept the night before. But the other problem is is we have no internet. I can send texts, we can make phone calls, but we can't even look at Google Maps. And so how in the hell do you fix the rest of the trip plans mm-hmm. with no internet? So we ended up calling the guys that were staying in um, Minneapolis. We're staying with in Minneapolis and they were able to like, we walked them through what we needed to happen and they were able to get kind of book everything for us and, and get wow. us. So, so big thanks to Jeff and Jean for, for helping us out with that. Wow. But we were supposed to be in miles city last night. Um, and, that just wasn't going to happen. So we ended up in Billings, Montana today. Was that planned? Was that a planned stop billing? It was not a planned stop. It was an alternative stop because we wanted to, we wanted to ensure that we were in an uncomfortable (laughs) hotel for at least one night because we were just so like, honestly, both of us were more than ready to leave that. Yeah. That hotel. We were just like, get us to civilization, please. So I'm tracking your progress here on Google Maps. So Billings is about a little more than halfway from Yellowstone to Miles City. Right. So we, so, yeah. we didn't go all the way because we didn't know how Matt would feel. For sure. Yeah. yeah. You got so to the to first m- decent city and said, I'm staying here. Exactly. <laughs> yes, he says driving the car was high risk. So, so, you, did, so, so you went from Palm Springs to Vegas. Mm-hmm. From Vegas to Moab, mm-hmm. from Moab to Yellowstone. No, Moab to Salt Lake City. To Salt Lake City. Okay, got it. Got it. Then Salt Lake City to Yellowstone. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So that's that has been like, and and so I know the go 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 because we've been go go going. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so our next stop is in Bismarck. Um. We're hoping to be able to stop along the way to see uh alenzia who is a big big deal at the geek to geek network she does awesome things for us and she is one of the hosts of uh the nerdberg review and so i'm very excited to finally meet uh she's she's the first person from the network that i get to see on this trip and i'm very so and that's where um that's gonna well she's in dickinson north dakota and we're gonna see her on the way to bismarck north dakota And the whole reason why we're going on this trip was because Matt turned 50 last summer and we couldn't travel. 
yeah. because of COVID. So he wanted to hit his 50th state on, for, before his 51st birthday, so while he was 50. Yeah. And so North Dakota was the only state he hadn't been to yet. Got it. So as of tomorrow, he will have hit all 50 states. Wow. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> He's cheering shit. in the background. Um, so, okay. So let's talk about Yellowstone. It is beautiful. <laughs> um, Moab and arches and canyonlands, beautiful. But as we have established, I am an indoor cat. Mm. And for years, I have said things like, I'm really not interested in going to the Grand Canyon. It kind of seems like just a big hole in the ground. <laughs> and people get upset at me for this. And they and, and I feel, I, I honestly am often saying, what is wrong with me that I don't like this stuff? Yeah. Now I could I have to make excuses. I'm colorblind, so I don't think I see things exactly the way everybody else sees them. <laughs> I get very carsick, and a lot of these places are oh. turny, turny things. So that definitely colors my feelings about all mm-hmm. of this stuff. But when it comes down to it, like on this podcast, we have made it a safe space. If you're a sports geek, awesome. But if you're not a sports geek, also awesome. If you're a DC fan, great. But if you're not a Marvel fan, that's okay too. <laughs> I'm going to put this in that category. <laughs> I am not a nature nerd. <laughs> I am never going to be a nature nerd. I don't have the interest of being a nature nerd. <laughs> and so I, I appreciate all of any time I say, oh, nature, I get the worst like looks and come on <laughs> and hey and... And it's basically this, like, it's almost like they're saying, well, maybe you just haven't found the right nature yet. And it's like, you know, people don't like it when you say, you know, I'm gay. Well, maybe you just haven't found the right girl yet. Like, it doesn't like it. No. (laughs) I know what I like. I know what I don't like. I am over nature. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it's totally valid, Joe. Yeah, and it, it's it's one of those things where I'm like, I even, you know, people were teasing me in the Geek Geektitude Slack channel for not liking nature, and I'm finally like, no, I am putting a stop to this right now on this episode of Pod- of Geektitude. We are we are making we are making nature shaming not a good thing. That's hilarious. That hence the send the nature pics request that I got. Uh- <laughs> oh yeah, we, and we've got a lot of late nature geeks that listen to Geektitude, and I am not—I am not at all bagging on you guys for. Lo- I will bag on one thing, but that's just give me a second. Um, but I'm not bagging you guys on you guys for liking nature. It's just not my jam. Like I—I I like the creature comforts of indoors mm-hmm. and having to hike to a big rock and then see another big rock. And then see another big rock, yeah, or waterfalls, and see multiple. I, like I got it. Like for <laughs> Yellowstone is known for its size, its um, geothermal activity. Thank you, Matt. And uh, and so it's like we spent a lot of time looking at boiling holes in the ground. And after you've seen one, you've seen a lot. And every once in a while, I'll go, "Ooh, that one's blue," but it's still a boiling <laughs> hole in the ground. I am not interested. <laughs> yes. Oh my God! I, I am I my my inner angsty teen who had to accompany my family on these camping trips is totally agreeing with you right now. Right. And, okay. Uh, so here's the yeah. one thing I am gonna I'm gonna shame people for because it's just Ray. It's a white thing. It's a white person thing. If I've ever seen it. <laughs> so we stayed at the Old Faithful Inn, which is next to the Old, Fa- Old Faithful Geyser. 
people by the hundreds stand in front of a hole in the ground with their cameras up and at the ready for 35 to 45 minutes oh my God. waiting for old faithful who after t- the earthquake 20 years ago isn't all that faithful <laughs> and wait for this geyser to explode and when it does it's just bubbling water coming out of a hole and yes you can go wow that's really neat that the, the physics behind it and everything but yeah. everybody's like ooh oh, oh and then when it's done they applaud (laughs) and I am sorry, but that is one of the whitest things I have ever seen. (laughs) Oh man. Whenever you want Joe off podcasts, we we can go into a rant about this because I have feelings about, about the, this kind of thing. It's to me, it's, it's very colonial. It's Uh very, it's very manifest destiny. (laughs) <laughs> you know it's very uh, let's uh let's conquer this land and call it ours and you know now we have to sort of glorify it because we murdered a bunch of people for it so so <laughs> we, got, we kind of sort of have to you know <laughs> bask in it and, and awe at it <laughs> I mean, and again it's beautiful i get it i've seen videos of it before i don't need to i, I got it I got it. And and the thing is, is that we'd see it from like the window and it's like, okay, old old faithful's going off, but then we'd still stand there and, and listen to it, watch for it again. Um, At one point I was like, are we done? He's like, yeah, I think we're done. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. You know, I gotta say, uh, sometimes I start to feel normal and then I feel like (laughs) my, my raging uh, Gemini, uh, proclivities are are once again called out because i love uh the creature comforts of indoors you know my home my art studio my 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 wi-fi my comic books my media uh but then i also really love you know outdoor activities and whether it's Mm -hmm. sports or you know swimming or hiking or whatever camping um but i have to say joe there's definitely you know different even for people that enjoy this stuff, it's not always the same thing. Right. I mean, I was just on a, a week long trip with a couple of great friends of mine, very, you know, some of my closest friends in my life now. And I'm, I'm thinking like, let's, this hike is cool because we're going to feel afterwards when we get to the top of this mountain or this Canyon or whatever, we're, our, we're, our bodies are going to let us know that we just, you know, had to exert some physical energy to do it, right? Mm-hmm. And it reminds mm-hmm. you that you're alive, you're breathing heavy, your muscles are burning, you know, and you're sweating. And I don't do that very often. <laughs> I really, right. I really don't, you know, uh, I'm, I'm pretty out of shape as well. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I just don't try, you know, I, I, I'm not going to go out on an excursion outside unless it's somehow, you know, uh, I'm prompted or it's, I'm definitely not going to be the person that decides to, you know, oh, I'm just going to do even this trip. My friends were like, Hey, you want to take a camping trip? And I'm like, Oh, I can do that. I I've planned mm-hmm. one, but, but I'm, I'm excited about this hike for that reason. And my buddies behind me are like, Whoa, look at the texture on those rocks over there. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) Or like Jason, God bless him, is like, look at that color of that bark on that tree. 
and how it's different from the color of the bark on that other tree. Uh huh. I wonder what color the bark is going to be at the trees we see tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and Gloria's Which like, that's fucking true. <laughs> I wonder what, like, and I'm going, what? Like, I don't, I just, you know, God bless them. I, I couldn't care. I could not care less mm-hmm. <laughs> about that shit, that kind of, those kind of details. Yeah. I mean, when we were at Canyonlands, it was like, you look out among, like, just you go to one of the lookouts and you just see this vast nothingness and it's big craterous canyons, like just out, like it looks like the surface of the moon. It's, it's very alien type, um, just, just nature, just holes and craggy rocks and everything. And then we go to the next, um, the next lookout point, And Matt's like, what do you think? And I said, <laughs> I think it's the same hole, but from the other side. <laughs> so again, I get it. Like I, I like Matt. Matt explained to me the connection that he has. Like he's like he, you know, he was talking about how he he gets kind of emotional. Like it puts him him in perspective with the, the, the world. Like we're so small. This is so vast, mm-hmm. and and I get it. I just don't have that reaction. Like I can't, I can't fake that reaction. Yeah. Like, and, and so I'm not begrudging him. Like we knew that a good portion of this trip was going to be nat- nat- you know, nat- natural parks and vistas and waterfalls. And that's fine. And I'm, I, you know, I don't want to not let him enjoy that, but I just don't get the same enjoyment out of it. Like yeah. every once in a while I go, okay, that's a really cool view, but then I'm good. I've seen right. it. We can move on. Right. Oh man. <laughs> well, bless yeah. you, man, for <laughs> for taking on this trip and saying, oh. "Yeah, let's do it." It's yeah, totally, so, totally far out of your comfort zone. Yeah. So that's 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 where we're at with all of this. Um, we have two more weeks of this. Oh my god! Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. This is a twenty-two day trip. Ready? This is a twenty-two day trip. <laughs> Um, let's, let's you and me brainstorm, uh, ways for you to, uh, you know, engage with this trip on a level that will bring you a little <laughs> bit of satisfaction or interest, I think. Yeah. We'll have to like, maybe listeners can, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe listeners can chime in with like, Hey, why did you do this? Cause I mean, we haven't even gotten to like, I think the, the way it's been planned is, is the later half of the trip is what I'm looking forward to because I'm meeting a lot more podcasters that I've known for years, but never met in person. And that's mm-hmm. all in the latter. That's kind of in the middle part of the trip. Mm-hmm. And then we're doing New Orleans, New Orleans, which I'm very excited about. And um, we're doing, uh, I'm looking forward to Roswell. I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to just kind of just some fun, different things. Oh my um, God, you're going to do so, Roswell on the way back. Yep. Whoa. Yep. Our our next stop. So we're gonna going to Minneapolis from Minneapolis to we're, we're there a couple of days. We had to shorten our Minneapolis stay, um, because of this whole mess. But it was fine because we were staying with friends. Um, I'm hoping to see our friend Rob while I'm up there. We're Yay. we're gonna try and see each other. He's got a lot of stuff going on. Um, and then we're going from Minneapolis to Chicago to see Drew from um. As the dice roll, but Drew and I have been friends for for years. So yeah, and I'm yeah, I'm looking forward to Chicago. Then we're going to Mammoth Caves. I think they're in Kentucky. Whoa! And then we're going from there to Florence, Alabama. We're going to meet Beige and Bama from the network. I'm very very excited about that. 
Um, we're spending Matt's birthday in New, or- New Orleans for cool. two or three days, and we're going to be. Um, we're taking a lot of your advice on like restaurants and stuff. Cool. And we are doing like a, a nighttime ghost tour. And so like that, again, that's, Ooh. that stuff that's more of my stuff. Yeah. Um, then we're going to Beaumont, Texas, Fredericksburg, Texas. Why? Um, well, cause we got to get across there somehow. And I have, uh, <laughs> I have a friend, uh, Fred, Charlie in Austin. <laughs> okay. I was going to say Austin, Texas. Yes. Beaumont, Texas. Is that near Austin or what? No, but it's kind of like, like if you plot out the, the stops, it's just so that we're God. not driving 10 hours a day. Yeah. Texas is fucking huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be the long, the long haul. Yeah. Um, we're doing Carlsbad, New Mexico. We're doing Roswell. We're doing Albuquerque. We're doing Sedona. Wow. And then the last day we're driving from Sedona to Palm Springs. Wow. What a trip. What an epic fucking trip. (laughs) I'm kind of jealous. Definitely a word for it. A little jealous. I I will fly you out and I will will let you take my place. If Matt ever wants to do a trip like this again, Matt, <laughs> hey, buddy, you're a road dog. Let's do it. I'm uh, a good cook, too. <laughs> and honestly, he's been he's been a good sport with a lot of stuff. Um, I said that if he was going to make me do this, then at least 75% of our drive time, I got to choose what was on the radio. Mm-hmm. So we've been geeking out on true crime podcasts, and that's been fun nice. for both of us. Nice. And uh he even asked today, he's like, so we're going to see Black Widow tomorrow, right? I'm like, yeah. So he's he's being very accommodating, and he's trying to give me as much time as I can get. But, you know, he he just, like, even tonight, he's probably, he's, like, he, he you may have heard him in the background. He's getting taking a shower. But um, he, when he's done taking a shower, he's probably going to go just explore Billings. Yeah. Because he wants to see what Billings is like. And so I'm like, you go do that. I'm going to edit my <laughs> podcast and... Like watch videos and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless them! That's great. Uh, yeah, I, 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 it's so weird, but I can identify with Matt. I can identify with both of you here. <laughs> well, we've always said that. Like, whenever after any time, like you came out to hang out with us um, at Palm Springs for a couple of days once upon a time, mm-hmm. which you don't totally have to do again. Mm-hmm. And then um, you just came out again recently, and so I find that any time you hang out with the both of us. After you leave, both of us are like, he's kind of like a good blend of the two. Like he's got a lot of shared interests with both of us. Yeah. Yeah. It's hell on my partners, man. (laughs) (laughs) They don't know which way to go. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Oh, wow. I think, um, yeah, I definitely think that uh, I'm excited to hear about your check-ins in the next two weeks. I'm assuming uh, we're going to find, try to find some time to record again next week. Right. Yeah. I think maybe like after I talk to the guys, once, once we're in Minneapolis, I'm basically going to say, so <laughs> when can I record and then give you the times? Yeah. Because I figured that's probably the easiest because yes. I'll be at somebody's home. I am then- so excited to talk to you about Black Widow, dude. I, I can't wait. Like I was like, Oh, I was kind of hoping. I don't want to ask anything. I don't want to ask I know. anything because I, I don't want to know. I was kind of hoping this would be the Black Widow, you know, uh, episode, but it's got to be too. a Loki episode. Me too. So, yeah. I'm I'm, oh, man. It's okay. It's all right. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. But hey, it just gives you that more time to kind of like 
juice up and get excited for it. Yes, absolutely. I might even All see right. it again before that. Yeah, I've been tempted to just like like throw it on my iPad and watch yeah. it, but I couldn't because I was Yellowstone. <laughs> <laughs> right. But but the, uh, the bubbles, Joe. The bubbles. <laughs> the bubbles of so many bubbles. So many pretty, pretty bubbles. <laughs> Like, literally, we went from Salt Lake City to Yellowstone on Friday. I'm like, wow. Could you have not planned this anywhere? <laughs> wow, man. Uh, yeah, so I, and then, of course, everybody knows that I always see everything the day it comes out, and I'm the big Marvel geek. And so mm-hmm. I've been getting all my friends who are like, oh my God, Black I'm like, stop. <laughs> Don't yep. say anything. Yep. I, that's the one good thing about being in Yellowstone is I couldn't get spoiled yet. <laughs> yep. You're about 1,500 miles into this trip. Yep. Wow, man. Cool. All right, <laughs> let's let's dive into uh, Loki. I have I have thoughts and theories and questions, and let's go. All right, I'm excited. We're going to stop, do a quick commercial break, and then we'll jump in and talk about Loki. We'll be right back. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the Geek2Geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like... Video games! Star Wars! Comics! Movies, K-pop, Disney Plus, Keanu Keanu Reeves, new, or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep. And each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes, Keanu. (laughs) <laughs> yep. So, uh, in the background, I'm sure you guys are getting all sorts of fun things in the background <laughs> this episode. Um, our friend, the ice cream truck, is back. That's right. That's wonderful. That's one of the great things about uh, Geekitude is that I bring the full hood experience, <laughs> which I'm very proud of. Uh, uh, I'm like, what do you mean? You don't get ice cream in your neighborhood? I, isn't it more expensive to live in your neighborhood? Why wouldn't you get ice cream? Like, what? It's true. It's your, well. It's like, like we have no children, Ray. Oh wow! Like, again, Palm Springs, old people, gay people, old gay people. That's all we've got. <laughs> hey man, old gay people like ice cream too. I'm just saying. <laughs> yes, but we get it at bougie parlors. So. Okay, there you go. There you go. I'm like seriously thinking, like, ooh, ice cream. Do we have cash, Rosie? Like, <laughs> Some ice cream now. Oh man, this, uh, this is just <laughs> when your hosts are just freshly off of or in the middle of very long <laughs> vacations. Yeah, man, jeez. And then like all the stuff off, all the stuff during break is great. Uh, sorry, y'all, it's great. Uh, <laughs> so let's talk about Loki because I did the thing uh, today uh, because I'm really dug the last two episodes that we're about to cover today. So of course, spoilers for everyone. Spoilers. I had so much fun with these two episodes. Right. Right. So I did the thing and I watched all the theory videos, all the recaps and Easter eggs. Um, we're about to get the last episode. So when are you getting, um, this podcast episode out? I'm planning on getting it out tonight. 
like it'll okay, like I will do it after tonight's episode is like as soon as we finish recording it's it's getting edited and up. So that'll give people all day Tuesday to listen and hopefully they do because yes. by Wednesday this episode will be obsolete. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone will have watched the last episode of Loki uh which I can't wait to see. Yeah. Um and so I got lots of questions and I and I'm dying to hear your feedback on some of these theories. I I just have to say I was very happy with I I I I I gloated a little bit on our Slack channel. I'm not gonna lie. Did you? Because I missed we, that. What happened? Tell okay, me. Okay, so two things. One, the first shot we got of the um of the timekeepers, I I kind of laughed to myself. And if if you had been sitting on the couch next to me, Ray, I would have turned to him and said, "Oh my god, they look like they're the Chuck E. Cheese things, like the, <laughs> the animatronic things at Chuck E. Cheese." And then, like you know, the episode is towards the end, and it's like, "Oh my god, they really are the Chuck E. Cheese things." Yeah. And, and then, they, oh, go ahead. They 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 also intentionally made them look like that, right? In in keeping with the kind of seventies. Uh, technology level aesthetic of the show so far. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Because something was definitely off and you're kind of like, well, what is going on here? But even just from that, I mean, anybody who grew up in the 80s, I know there's still Chuck E. Cheese, <laughs> but it's just not the same. Like there was that whole thing where you saw like the, you know, they were blacked out until the next show and they would move right. a little bit here and there. And I'm like, oh my God. Right. It's, yeah. It's, so it's true. the Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese animatronics. They also uh, drew allusions to the uh, the the beings, the higher beings from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yes, yes, I thought that was very clever. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you were saying? No, I'm just. I'm, we're going over two episodes, episodes four and episodes five. Um, my first note from episode four is Lady Sif cameo is awesome. <laughs> Who, who's cameo? Uh, Lady Sif. Oh yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> in 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 Loki's um, prison memory, uh, which is such a cool concept, and it's on loop, and he thinks, "Oh, this is going to be fine," and he gets the shit kicked out of him over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was pretty great, I thought, and I think this is the second time now they've used Lady Sif because I heard that she came out in um, the Shield television show. Yeah, she was an Agents of Shield for a while. Agents of Shield, right? Okay, so um, but the big reveal for me for episode four. Um, that I have to admit and eat some crow here because Joe, you were right. Being pruned doesn't kill you. Yay! I was so excited when that happened. You called it. You <laughs> totally called it. called it. Now it takes you to a place that is the void at the end of time, or no, the void, right? Uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and and um there is a being there called a that will, that eats matter. Mm-hmm. So essentially you will be killed, but just the act of being pruned doesn't delete you from existence. Right. It sends you somewhere else. Although there was a moment, there was a moment when, uh, cause I had forgotten that we saw like uh, an oops in one of the trailers where they showed um, Mobius, driving through like a place past the pyramids. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I had forgotten that. So I'm like, Oh no, they got rid of him. Um, right. And then they got rid of, then Loki got pruned. And I was like, Oh, this is like, if he really is dead, <laughs> then this is a, this is an interesting way of go. Like is, is Sylvie going to be our new Loki going forward? Right. What they got me with mean? the same hook. Yeah, Absolutely. 
Uh, but that this, was very short lived. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and this because it was a singer at the end of the episode of episode mm-hmm. four. Of course, we also got a confirmation of another theory of yours, which was kind of widely accepted by everyone at this point that everything that Miss Minute said is a fucking lie. Yes. <laughs> Her whole presentation, the whole story of the TVA and what they do and why they're there and who created what is all bullshit. Mm-hmm. Right. And and that's most obviously confirmed by the timekeepers being robotic, you know, fakes. Right. So who the fuck is Miss Minutes? We'll get to that. But I have a lot of questions and some predictions. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so... The void show that when when they go to the void at the end of the show, what what's shown in the background is a destroyed post-apocalyptic or post-battle version of New York, mm-hmm. including Avengers Tower. Yes, right. But right. but did you catch what is different about the Avengers Tower? I okay so. I did have time before we started recording today to go through at least the is it emergency awesome. Okay, good. Oh uh, no, new rock stars. I did the new, new rock, rock stars. stars. Okay, and and they went through everything that is in that world, and it is ridiculous how many things are in <laughs> yeah. that world. But all of them, they're like Kang related. Yes, yes. But are here's my thing, Joe. Are they? Hints, or are they just Easter eggs? You know I what I mean? They might just be Easter eggs because at this point, like, I don't know. I have theories, but go ahead, keep going. Well, because people are are still mostly sick predicting Kang, but I'm the only video that I watched where the the hosts pretty much said, "I don't think it's Kang. We're not getting Kang." Was E Man, mm-hmm. and and I and I tend to agree with E Man. I don't think we're getting Kang, but we we will get to some predictions and whatnot and theories. Uh, after after this so with episode five uh we get introduced to kid loki mm-hmm. uh boastful loki and classic loki and and alligator loki <laughs> and alligator fucking loki <laughs> don't forget uh, okay ray i put this also on geek to, on the slack channel but my favorite thing and it is it is f- from a theater geek and with a little bit of a film background the fact that they cut to the alligator as if he was just a character giving a standard uh, um, reaction shot is everything. Like it made me so happy because they just treated him like he was another character. They didn't treat him as just like, Oh, it's a one-time sight gag and we're moving on. And it was so understated and well done to every time they did it. Yeah. It was just like, they just like, cause I mean, when like very often when somebody has a lot of, and you'll notice this, if you, if you, if you're not somebody who notices this kind of stuff, you probably will start noticing it now. But if you watch, anything and somebody's got more of a long monologue instead of just focusing on that character the entire time they'll go to reaction shots of the other characters mm-hmm. and and then they'll go back you know it's just kind of a natural thing to do so the fact that they incorporated the alligator into the reaction like i just i loved mm-hmm. it it made me so happy well the the, the way i howled at the cla- at classic loki Mm-hmm. Man, that that's what made me so happy because it <laughs> like that costume instantly took me back to like reading these comics in the eighties and nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is the second 
Marvel show that has done a cool wink and nod to a comics accurate version of these costumes, right? We had the same thing in WandaVision. Right. Uh, and I love the way they're pulling this off. I love the way they're doing this. It's such a it's such a fun callback. <laughs> it's like it's just so much geek service that just doesn't have any <laughs> bad things to it. Holy shit! Talk about geek service. Like you were saying, all of the Easter eggs in this world. They even yeah, got like, fucking Throg in there. They got Throg in there. They got there was the the helicarrier with the Hydra symbol on it. Yes, there was the, the Thanos uh, helicopter. The Thanos copter. Like oh, the, the ridiculous level of stuff that they put in this episode. Yeah, but you know, maybe one of the reasons why I love this episode so much is because I came away with a shitload more questions than answers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if first of all. If a life is devouring matter, what does that mean for the end of the episode when they manage to enchant a and then open this doorway? Because what Sylvie theorizes, I think it was Sylvie, is that a is actually like a guard dog, mm-hmm. right? Guarding a portal to somewhere else, hiding something else behind. Right. So does Elias do both? Like, I don't know this character from the comics or this creature from the comics that well. So, but I do know that Elias is Kang adjacent, right? Yeah. From what I understood from the new Rockstar video was that it was, um, it's a creature that devours time. Maybe not. I think it prunes in the comic Mm, books. Right. And so Kang kind of does this thing to keep it busy so that he can do what he needs to do. Right. Okay, man, I, I will be shocked if we get Kang in the, but it's just like all roads seem to lead that way. They really do. I know. Um, I I was also shocked to hear that uh, the Nexus event for kid Loki, which was the ruler of this void kingdom is that he killed Thor when Mm -hmm. they were kids. Mm -hmm. That was a nice fucking touch. And and they they said again on like, you guys should just watch all these new rock star and emergency <laughs> like just you you should watch them. Um, but they were talking about it's they think that it might be the story that Thor tells in Thor Ragnarok where he's talking about how he pretended to be a snake and then I picked up the snake because I love snakes and then he yes. was like ah and uh, and so they say that that might have been where this Loki actually killed Thor. Right. Thor starts that story by saying it's the time he almost killed me. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, that could be this, that could be uh, the Loki from that uh, timeline where he actually does succeed and kills him. Right. Um, so interesting that one of the things they cover and they sort of cover it. Like I had to go back and watch this after they mentioned it in the video um, it, in the various breakdowns. Cause I watch all of them. I don't, I watch new rock stars, nerdist, uh, emergency awesome e-man and nando so i got a lot of time on my hands and i'm a geek so um, that's how that that's how that happens but um they talk about how every loki variant presents a lesson for that that are pro- we're watching our prime loki sort of learn these lessons through meeting these other versions of himself Interesting. And so it's almost like a form of like group therapy, but just with himself. Like he's mm-hmm, the group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Loki's, what do they say? They say we survive, right? Loki's last. They survive, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, whatever threats to, to their lives they come across. But they're meant to die 
as tricksters. They're meant to die as, you know, uh, malicious or, or evil beings that lie and, you know, double cross people or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And every time they're not meant to learn and grow and change and evolve as, as people and care about things. And the moment that they start to do that is when they're either supposed to die the way our Loki does at the beginning of infinity war or the TVA steps in and prunes them. Mm-hmm. So somebody somewhere has it out for Loki's or sees Loki as a threat that they have to keep down. Yes. Yes. They need to keep Loki evil, keep Loki a trickster, prevent Loki from turning good or, or starting to care because once that happens, they're a threat. Loki's a threat to whoever this, this being is right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, cool. That's that's where my most of my sort of theorizing is heading. Like, yeah. Well, and there th- was one one theory that I dismissed over and over and over again, and I, I don't think we're at that point in it yet. But but this all plays into that theory, and I've now kind of come to think that that might actually be the right theory. But we'll okay. get to that in a bit. Uh, yes, we will because I'm almost done here. I just well, one other thing that I wanted to mention that is sort of like shown in this episode, but it's kind of glossed over by more dramatic like scenes that are that are involved is that classic Loki is super fucking powerful. Mm-hmm. So like this guy is creating not just illusions the way Loki creates like these fake illusions that always you know psych everyone out, including Thor, but these are like tangible illusions. Mm-hmm. So he creates illusions that can interact with other people and get in fights and stuff like that. He creates huge, enormous illusions like the entire Asgard. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And he can create portals. When he did that in the fight, I was like, wait a minute. Is that just like a thing that Loki can do now? Well, apparently this Loki who is older than all the other Lokis that we've met, right? So he, the way he was able to survive is he faked his death in Infinity War and basically hit out alone on a planet forever practicing and getting better at his powers and shit. Right. And it's theorized that maybe Vormir was that planet. Oh, cool. Okay. Because uh, um, that was based on the, the, cause like anytime they show the, the sacred timeline and it's um, branches when it's branching mm-hmm. off, it has a ticker tape at the top that has different, locations and times and right. so vormir is the 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 nexus event that happens in vormir is way in the future right so it's like right. well what's going on nothing happens on vormir <laughs> <It's> <laughs> empty planet yeah what do you think about the the explanation of these nexus events because i don't now that the whole story of the tva has been unraveled mm-hmm. i'm i'm thinking that something else happens with these with these nexus events like what we're, we're going to see i think a nexus event hit the red line right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we're gonna and, and we're gonna find out what actually happens when that when they pre- when the tva doesn't prevent that from happening right and i don't think i mean i think it's probably going to be epic and big but i don't think it's going to be like the end of the world like they you know, I think it's going to be co- it's going to cause complications. It's going to create it's going to create X Men timelines because <laughs> anybody who X-Men knows the timelines. well, because anybody who follows the X Men like that's just continuity gone bazonkers. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a little bit of what it's going to be. Like it's it's not that 
like it'll ruin the timeline if it hits that red line. It means it's going to actually realize a full independent timeline and connect and with something. Where, connect with a different timeline. And that's where Doctor Strange comes in, you think? Um, I think well, do we get do we get Spider-Man first or Doctor Strange first? Oh, Jesus. Um honestly, with all the rearranging of the schedules, were those ever moved? I don't think they were I th- well, they were moved, but I don't think they were swapped. Um Marvel. Okay. Um, Spider-Man, I think. How Loki sets up Spider-Man No Way From Home and Doctor Strange. Well, uh, I don't know what comes next, though. MCU release dates. Here we go. And this is from only four days ago. So even though they've been jumbling this shit for the last year. We're getting, uh, so we got Black Widow on July 9th, uh, Shang-Chi on September 3rd, Eternals on November 5th, and Spider-Man No Way From Home on December 17th. Yeah, so I think we're going to get, Spider-Man is going to be the fallout from the Nexus event. Right. And And Doctor Strange is going to be a combination of fixing that Nexus event and figuring out Wanda and her children and her issues okay can i just point out before we get back to loki that black widow is the first of four marvel movies we're getting in the second half of this year holy shit yeah yeah and if you look at the phases being kind of connected that makes me wonder if eternals and shang chi have anything to do with the multiverse and Mm -hmm. um and this kind of thing, because, you know, maybe Infinity War wasn't enough to bring the Eternals out, but maybe this huge Nexus multiverse mm. thing is. Right, right. And then we're getting four more Marvel movies next year. Wow. Plus all the series that we're getting, like yeah, just series after insane. series after series. Yeah. Okay. So this is leading into Spider-Man. Um, so I'm excited to see what happens when... The, the Nexus event red line, a, a Nexus event red lines next episode. And it seems like <laughs> that Nexus event is going to involve Loki's connection with Sylvie, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird, but whatever. <laughs> well, it's just, not, I mean, like we can go you, but it's just narcissism. <laughs> it really is. He's just in love with himself. Right. That's true. Yeah. But it's like a romantic love, which, Hey, we've all been there. Right. So, uh, <laughs> um, so again, you know, if, if it's Loki's connection with Sylvie, that is creating this, this Nexus event that is so powerful that even when they're in a timeline that is about to be doomed, it's still, it redlines so quickly that the TVA has to intervene, right? Right, right. That's what we saw uh, uh, at the beginning of episode four on that planet that was about to explode. Yeah. So that is why my big questions lead to who is targeting Lokis and why? Who wants all these different Lokis that are learning a lesson and evolving, you know, uh, who's trying to take these Lokis out and why? Um, um, you know, across multiple timelines. Um. As for Sylvie, we're reminded that for some reason, and to me, this is another big, big thing that has kind of been under the radar or just kind of like normalized by the first since the first episode mm-hmm. that none of their magic works in the TVA. Why the fuck not, Joe? 
Well, did you see the the they think it's the um ward behind the timekeepers? There looks like there's a ward much like the one in WandaVision. Oh, a rune, you mean? Yeah, yeah, a rune. Oh shit. And it's just one, but maybe it's in all sides of the T- TVA. Oh. Okay. That's fucking cool. I had not come across that. There's, so there's like a glowy red symbol behind the, the three time keeper robots. That's what you're right. talking about, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we are still wondering where the TVA is located. That hasn't been like fully explained, right? Right. It could be in the quantum realm, mm-hmm. which which the the Easter egg of Yellow Jacket's humongous helmet could be pointing to. Right. Although I think like that kind of blew my mind. I kind of forgot that he didn't really die or we don't know that he died. Right. And I'm like, hmm. He got shrunk down to quantum uh, level, right? Right. Okay. Um. And there's a lot of talk. Well, I'll, I'll get to Chronopolis later. Um, <laughs> but um, so Sylvie is established as really, really needing to know the truth behind the TVA. Sorry, there's mm-hmm. a very loud motorcycle going down the street right now. That's okay. We're, we're getting all the, the Foley effects today. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's just the thing. Consider that the engine that drives Sylvie on her quest (laughs) (laughs) to find the truth. There it goes. To find the truth behind the TVA, um, who's basically destroyed her entire life. Like, she's been running from them since she was a kid. And they don't even show what it was that she did. She's just sitting there playing with her toys and in steps... It steps the TVA and is like, come here, kid. We got to take you out. And she doesn't yeah. even know why. Yeah. It's so weird. Like there's like, she's literally doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's all gonna, like, there's going to be a whole thing as to why she specifically was pulled out at that time. Everybody else has a Nexus event that makes sense. Yes, exactly. Although she's the only Loki so far that has displayed enchantment abilities. And she's also the only, f- well, no, there may have been a, a female Loki or two in the gang on right. the, but you couldn't really tell. So if her enchantment abilities were the thing that took out Eliath, Maybe whoever's hiding behind Elias was like, that's the one I need to take out. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. The, she has the ability to nullify my guard dog. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Um, so Mobius finds out he's a variant. Poor guy. At least we get to see him again, though. Yes. Also, illusions that he might not be the only Mobius variant or the first. Right. Because all the rings on the, the table in her office... Oh, he doesn't. Rem- he doesn't remember making them. So. That broke my brain a little bit because I just feel so bad for Mobius. Yeah, he's, he's such a heartfelt character. I just want him to get that jet ski, man. Right, like <laughs> such a simple thing, <laughs> but so like everybody, bad. I think is like give the man a jet ski. Yeah, Not that hard. <laughs> but it's crazy when you think about like, okay, if that's true, if he's not the first and and not the only variant, then that means that like, this is huge. Like all of these people could be like, there could be multiple variants of all these people running around in the TVA. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't remember the name of the one that was like hardcore against the Lokis, but then ended up. Um, I don't remember the name of the which variant she was. Hunter B fifteen. Yes. Okay. She's awesome. She's great. Her performance in the rain. Yes. Was just like it just broke my heart. Yes. Absolutely. Um, and I love the the point she makes about Ravona or Ravana, which is you want the truth. Sylvie needs the truth. Mm-hmm. This uh, this character is played by Wunmi Mosaka. She she was amazed. Like it was just like I, my heart broke for her. Yeah, excellent. Um, and she's also on the side. She says herself that she wants people to know the truth behind the TVA. Like she wants to bring this awareness that she got from Sylvie to all the other variants working for the TVA. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have Ravana, who obviously, as you pointed out earlier uh, in an earlier Loki episode, huge connection to Kang. Mm-hmm. Um, my question to you, Joe, is do you think is she does she really not know what's going on or is she lying about that? Um, I don't know that she knows the full extent of everything, but if we have Kang show up in this series, mm-hmm. then I think she knows more than she's saying because she is in a relationship with Kang. Or at least he's leading her on to think she's in a relationship with Kang. So you think that's already happening if we get Kang? Yeah. Okay, let, let me make my predictions here because uh, I've seen this thrown out there a couple times. Uh, I tend to agree with this. I don't think we're getting Kang. I don't okay? Oh, you don't? No, no, no. Oh, oh, that's, what I'm, uh, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, like, I don't think she knows the full extent of the story. Yeah. But if, we, if the ending is we're getting Kang, then I think she knows a lot more than we realize because I think she's either she is already in a, in a relationship with Kang or she's going to be in a relationship with Kang after this series. But that being said, I don't necessarily think that that's actually what's going to happen. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I pretty firmly, I just think that Marvel is not going to introduce their main villain of the next Avengers movie in a Disney Plus television show. Right. Well, and his, his first appearance is going to be in the next Ant-Man movie. And right, exactly. Movie, so. Well, we don't know that's going to be... That, has it been confirmed that's going to be his first appearance? Or has it been confirmed that's going to be his first appearance that he's going to be the bad guy in that movie? Right. Okay. I, I hadn't even heard that. I just heard he's going to be in it, not that he's going to be the villain of it. Oh, maybe I'm maybe I'm making assumptions. <laughs> right, right. I mean, he could just be, you know, like, like Thanos appeared in a shitload of movies where he wasn't the main villain yet. Right, right. Um, But I do think we're getting a version of Kang. Okay. Because variants of Kang exist in the comic books, and they're even called different by different names. Right. You got Amortius. You've got um, – that's the one that first comes to mind. Yes. You've got Franklin Richards – to, uh, Junior or whatever. No, Nathan Richards. Nathan, Nathan Richards. Nathaniel Richards. Nathaniel Richards. Right. I think we're getting Immortus. I think it's going to be played by a totally different actor. I think it's going to be a version of Kang. Oh. And I think that once Immortus is 
taken out by the Lokis, by Sylvie at the end of this series, that's going to set the stage for Kang. Oh, that's a great theory, Ray. Have you heard that from other places or is that a Ray original? Uh, that's not a Ray original, but I kind of put it together from some of what E-Man said, some of what Nerdist said, and I think something from New Rockstars. I'm not sure. They all kind of blend together. Mm-hmm. That's what I think is happening. Oh, that's excellent. I love that. So it's going to be Immortus, but, you know, known by other names, blah, 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 will get Kang eventually. Okay. All right. And another thing that I came across, I think this was E-Man that pointed this out. Kang is part of the formation of the Young Avengers. Yes, because it's a, a young variant of him, right? Yes. And he's like the, he's Iron Lad. Yes. So the Young Avengers is happening. Like that's oh, yeah, definitely. For sure. Like, that's where this is all leading. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Va- Val or Valentina is is putting together kind of like a, a dark version of the Avengers, right? Dark Avengers. Right. right. Taking out the rest of the actual Avengers that we have left. I mean, she's already um, popped up in uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, right? Mm-hmm. And so she's putting together this team to take out the Avengers or what's left of the Avengers. And the young Avengers have to come together to sort of like win the day. Right. It's totally going to be a Krakatoa uh, thing. Where, like, you know, the whole, the whole reason why we got Storm and Colossus and Wolverine was because they had to go and rescue the original X-Men from. Yes, that's like, right. It's going to be this. Like, that's, I feel like that's the vibe we're getting from this. Yes, I agree. Um, some other theories that I've come across that I don't know if I am as down with as my as the Immortus theory um, is that it's going to be uh, this could happen. I'm going to be a little bit bummed if this happens, just because it's it feels like a well worn sort of you know like uh, plot device. It's going to be classic Loki. Mm-hmm. He faked his death at the end of this last episode. Yeah, because they say that after he dies, you see this debris in the background where they open the portal. Right. And that's right. how he evaded Thanos is that he, Thanos who's made himself look like debris and just floated away. Yes, exactly. And, you know, we've already seen that his powers are off the charts. Uh, and in the comic books, he who remains, who is behind the TVA, is Loki, right? Is A he? I think – I don't know that that's what it – I don't know that that's the comic book canon. I think that's what people are are saying it's going to be. Um, I think oh, you're who, right. You're yeah, right. I think he who remains is his own thing, but I think they may make he who remains, who in the comic books created the timekeepers. I think they're going to make him Loki, and that's the theory I'm kind of going with. I didn't like it before, and I'm not sure <laughs> I still love it now, but. Um, I think that's the, the up until you gave me the Immortius one, I was like, that's what's going to happen. He who remains is the final director of the Time Variance Authority at the Citadel at the end of time, the last reality of the multiverse. This is from the comics. Mm-hmm. He created the Time Twisters to teach the next universe, who inevitably starred uh, time traveling into the past and destroying the universe they were currently in, 
that sentence needs work. Uh, Thor stepped in and with the help of Jane Foster told him who remains that his time twisters were breaking the past, which caused him to prevent their existence, interrupting their birth in the past. Uh, at this point, two different realities spawned. Uh, him, he, who remains, created the new timekeepers after the death of the time twisters. Uh, it was revealed that he who remains later banished a fourth timekeeper back to ancient Egypt, the Oracle of Siwa. So that's from the comics. And so you're right. It's not actually Loki, but the theory is that they're going to make this being Loki. Which would make sense because if he constantly prunes Lokis that start to um, become more self-aware, mm-hmm. then maybe that is a threat to him because then somebody can make it to the end of time. Like right, Lokis right. aren't meant to be that way. You know, I would be I would be more okay with this uh, with this theory if. It turns out to be a Loki we haven't met yet. But if it turns out to be classic Loki, I feel like, oh, it was me all along kind of thing. You know what I mean? I think class. I'm, I'm hoping it won't be classic Loki, but that classic Loki will pop up mm. at the end, at the, you know, at the 12th hour to help them all out. Right, right. And, and of course, if it's not, if he who remains is a Loki, bets are that it's going to be another, uh, it's going to be King Loki, mm-hmm. right? Which um, I took a look at the cast list for Loki, which is a thing that you usually do. It's a, it's a trick I learned from Joe. <laughs> and there's a bunch of Avengers cameos. Really? Yes, dude. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, this Joe trick fucking pays off but could that be could that be from the videos that they showed in his past so that's what i was wondering as well but i couldn't find anything that that uh uh confirmed that Hmm. and if there's a bunch of avengers cameos still to come in episode six i started to think what if they this show ends with Loki going straight back into the timeline that he vanished from. But what would that do? Well, he would be changed. He would be somewhat, you know, a a, a, a kinder, gentler Loki. <laughs> but um, he would then, from that point, start to make different decisions, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's. Uh, apparently, and I didn't catch in any of the videos that I watched anyone sort of talk about this, but there are still, could be Avengers cameos coming in the last episode. Interesting. Yeah. That'd be crazy. (laughs) Watch, let me, um, Loki cast. Yeah, man, we have um, Mark Ruffalo, Jeremy Renner, Tessa Thompson, Frank Grillo, um, uh, Maximiliano Hernandez, who plays Jasper Sitwell, Clark Gregg, who plays Phil Coulson. Um, yeah, all still. Now, if they were gonna, if they were counting these from the videos, we would have more. We would have Captain Rock, uh, Captain America's not in here. Iron Man's not in here. Interesting. I know. Good catch. <laughs> I told you, I did my homework this time. Um, crazy yeah wouldn't that be insane if we go back to to the battle of new york 
Like we would be like like we would be losing. I would be losing my mind. I would be losing my mind. Um, and then the last the last thing I had here before um, I get to some. I want to. I want to to hear. I want to pose some questions to you. Um, Miss Minutes. What do we think about Miss Minutes? Um, I think that she's just a character, and I don't think she has a bigger part to play in the whole thing. I think she's oh, a. God. I think she's a red herring. Me too. I'm so glad to hear you say that. Yeah, I think she's just a cool character that's just part of this whole debacle. And yeah. I hate the idea that she's been an avatar for someone pulling the strings all along. <laughs> especially well, especially when she's in the last episode, I think it's I think it's episode five, where she's like trying to run interference when Sylvie has her and um, Ravana, Ravana, um, kind of locked down, and it's like, well, somebody who's ultimately powerful is not going to be like nervously trying to contact security. Like it just, yes. it just feels so wrong. Yes. Um. Okay. So one thing that I wanted to bring up, one criticism that I had about this show that that kind of creeped into my uh experience over the last two episodes mm-hmm. is that so you brought up recently uh a concept or a thing called queer baiting right yes um where well why don't you explain what that is again well queer baiting is when you advertise the possibility that two characters will be um in a queer relationship and therefore um you try and attract the LGBTQ plus audience to come see it for that reason, but there's no ever, there's never any canon canonical payout. Right. It's just kind of lip service yeah, at, yeah. at most. Yeah. Well, it's not even lip service because they're not, they're not even like, it's just, it's just advertising edited in a way or scenes edited in a way that might imply that that's what they're going to do. Got but, it. but they never, that that's never the intention from the beginning. Okay. So, one of the things that struck me while I was watching uh, the last couple episodes is that, you know, I love how Marvel has taken steps to fill out the worlds that they're, you know, that their stories are taking place in with mm-hmm. more diverse casts mm-hmm. and characters, right? Right. Um, but one of the things that bugged me in the last couple episodes is that it seems like whenever something really significant is happening with the main characters in the main storyline, there's no diversity whatsoever. Still, <laughs> <laughs> It's true. And it just feels like, you know, there's opportunities there, but the, the top three characters, you know, on this cast list are Loki, Sylvie and Mobius. Mm-hmm. And when they're, you know, having these, death-defying adventures and these really, you know, um, exciting scenes. It's just these three characters talking to each other all the time. Mm-hmm. And other characters may come and go depending on the scene or the scenario, but it's ultimately about these three characters. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to feel like that's not enough for me. Like, <laughs> well, no, within, I, I totally get that. You know, within the yeah. course of this show, it started out with, cool, look at all these like, look at this diversity that's happening here, which, you know, of course, we've we've 
we've well covered this topic and how diversity is not the end all be all. It's not going to, that's not meant to solve, you know, the problem, the bigger problems, but it is a key component, uh, um, to work towards. Um, but even that, like by the end of these stories, when, when, you know, the, the big things are happening, it's, it's still white characters. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think they were a little bit, I mean, they had Monica in WandaVision yes. and then they had, um, Sam in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but again, we're not we're not casting a wide net of diversity here. Right, right. The the diverse characters all become supporting characters by the you know climactic <laughs> points of the story. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I just thought, like, man, it's it's it starts out like you know, okay, this is good. This you know. There's there's a difference here, but then it kind of ends up the same, and I'm just mm-hmm. kind of bummed about that. I hope yeah, that no, I, f- I feel that you know. I hope going forward that that it, it, they do something to improve that. Um, but other than that, I I'm wondering if you think um, any of these things are going to happen in the final episode. Okay, go for it. Do you think we're going to see any of the other Lokis in the finale? Kid Loki. Uh, classic Loki. You, you already said you think classic Loki is going to pop up again. What about yeah, I don't, kid, uh, yeah? What about kid Loki or boastful Loki or, um, or alligator I, Loki? I think. Well, I think we're going to get. I definitely think we're going to get kid Loki because I feel like there's stories there that will play into a Young Avengers kind of setup. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So I think that's that's the most possible, the biggest possibility. Okay. Um, if we do get him and I don't get a alligator Loki, I'm going to be very disappointed. <laughs> like, I feel All like right. you need both at this point. Can I just say, and I haven't, like, I just realized it this afternoon and I'm going to have to try and order one. I've been very good at resisting the, the new rock star merch. Yep. I know what but you're did you say. see what they have? Okay. So for those, oh. I don't remember what brand it is, but there's the brand of polo shirts that have alligators on them. The, the little, um, uh, oh, what are they called? Uh, uh-huh. You guys know what I'm talking about. Like, Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Cost. So they have the little, they have the little, you know, Tommy Bahama has the Marlin. And so they have a little alligator on them. It's Lacoste. Lacoste. Okay, so Lacoste is a little alligator on their on their um, polo shirts, and so I don't realize it's not a polo shirt because polo is a brand. But um, <laughs> so that so the little alligator that they're selling on new rock stars has a little Loki helmet on it. When I tell you that that tab has been open on my laptop since I first <laughs> saw that, <laughs> I was like, I I think because it's such it's so subtle. That's one of those things that you wear to like business casual days to see who the geeks are. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. I need that polo shirt. Mm-hmm. I have to say that's the one. I I honestly have not really been drawn to any of the new rock stars merch, but that that polo is a genius idea. Yeah, it's so clever. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that's great. Um, okay, so you're. You're on the record as saying we're going to get classic Loki and kid Loki in the finale. I I think we're more likely to get classic Loki than kid Loki, but I think kid Loki is a possibility just because there are definite stories. Maybe we just get him in a stinger, but there are definitely stories that can be told with him. And I don't think we've seen the last of him. 
do you think the TVA exists in Chronopolis, which is Kang's dimension? It's it's a little tiny city, right? Right. No. Or do you think it's in the quantum realm? Mm, or maybe neither? in the quantum realm. I think I think if Kang is going to show up in here in any form, then I think that the place at the end of time is Chronopolis because it's got a lot of the same stuff. Got it. Okay. But I don't think that the TVA is Chronopolis or it Chronopolis. I don't think that's yeah. Okay. And who's your who's your guess for who's behind all of this? What's your official prediction? My official prediction is that it's he who remains. Although I have to say, when I got, took a second look at that castle that was opening up, I got major Doctor Doom vibes. Dude. Not gonna lie, I'm not gonna lie. I don't think it's him, but I got major Doctor Doom vibes from that castle. Yeah, I came across that theory and I was like, no way. There's no. No, I don't. I don't think that that would ever happen. It's way too. That's that's starting him way too high on the totem pole. Like I feel like he has to build to get there first. You can't just. Put him there because then you can't. Then where where do you go from there? Mm-hmm. But but I did get Doctor Doom vibes. But no, I think it's going to be he who remains, and he who remains may be a Loki, which would explain why the Lokis are so vital to be pruned. Yeah. Okay. That's what that's that's the theory I'm going with. Which one's yours? Oh man, I think we are going to get a version of Kang that is Immortus. Um. I think that it's going to be someone we have not seen yet. Um, and I think that it's going to be sort of like, it's, it's going to be one of those episodes where the villain monologues a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I it's think it's going to br- be that. And I think I like your idea of Mordius. I think that's a brilliant, it's a brilliant thing. I just don't know. I feel like we might be entering Mephisto territory where it, totally makes sense it would totally work but it's it's kind of just overstepping a little bit yeah the reason i like it is because it's like giving us kang without giving us kang right no i totally get it and i think like i said my theory was my like i i think that that's what's going to happen i like your theory better and i kind of just want it want it to be kang (laughs) like if you (laughs) asked me what if you asked me what i wanted it to be i would want it to just be kang but i don't think it's going to be Oh man. Okay. So those are my questions and predictions. Uh, I am on the uh, epichiroshop.com page for the uh, the Loki Gator polo shirt. <laughs> and uh, it says here, please note the overwhelming attention this item has received caused an internal nexus event for our systems, creating some unfortunate technical difficulties for orders and shaking up the sacred timeline. We apologize for any inconvenience and please be patient while we get this resolved. <laughs> so this shirt is in high demand. That's I like so now not only are we going to be able to if we get the shirt be like undercover geeks, but we'll be able to recognize other undercover geeks because we'll all be wearing this shirt. Yeah. Like this should be just like geeks, this should just be your wardrobe from now on is just this shirt like to all formal business casual casual any function you can possibly wear it to you wear this shirt it's so good yeah it's, it's, <laughs> oh man 
Um, all right, cool. Any last thoughts, Joe, on on where we're at at Loki so far? I just I want to make sh- I I what I want to get out of this is a Loki that is heroic. I don't want this to be the end of the line for Loki. I don't want this to be like, all right, Tom Hiddleston's done, and now we get Sylvie, or we get Kid Loki, or we get mm. somebody different. I want to see. I, I will be disappointed if we don't get to see the payout of this like Loki journey that he's gone through. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's my biggest fear is that this is it. This is the last we're going to get of Tom Hiddleston. And now we're going to move on to other Lokis. And then we're not going to get to see the ramifications of this Loki learning all he's learned. Right. I, um, I, I agree with you in that it seems like this, this storyline is kind of taking us to a where do we go from here moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think either we're going to get, like you said, like a, a, a Loki that is very different from what we've gotten before in the form of Tom Hiddleston, or we're going to get a completely different Loki. And that's where I'm leaning. I just see Marvel going forward into phase four as sort of wanting to take the next step. You know, you can you can see them, but they're Marvel, so they're not just gonna fucking DC the fucking thing, <laughs> right? Right, and just be like, okay, this is your Captain America now, or okay, this is your Loki now. Here we go. They're going. They're laying the foundation. All of these shows feel like laying the foundation for things to come. Um, and and to their credit, they're they're trying to do it in as an enjoyable and entertaining way possible. But in a way, Joe, don't you think that all these shows kind of feel like exposition? Um, I don't know that they feel like exposition. I feel like they're they're taking advantage of what we would like. You just said it. You're, they're not just jumping in and saying, "Here's your, your new Captain America." Because the the best that's kind of the best example. You could just accept the fact that Sam took the shield. Yeah, and and in the next Avengers movie, that's. Your Captain America, and that, yeah. and just nobody, nobody would would question it because he got the, the shield at the end of Endgame. Right. It makes sense; we can go with it. But they're taking that opportunity to tell the kind of origin story without taking an entire movie to do it. Oh, that's a good way to put it. These are origin yeah. stories. Yeah, so it's not just exposition for exposition's sake. It's it's actually taking those moments that other franchises would just kind of skip over. And using those to tell their own unique, important stories. Well, one of the things I love about the idea that these are origin stories, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to that point because if you think about where comic book movies and superhero movies have come thus far, one of the things that's kind of tedious and old hat by this point is the is is the origin story, is the idea mm-hmm. that you know we've got to spend the first chapter you know, telling the story of how this character came to be. But if they can skip that with the, in, in the television shows and do it there, then the movies have, you know, can, can move on from that and just be the next cool adventure. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, I mean, like we, we, the accolades we gave civil war 
for being able to be the origin story for two characters without taking up an entire movie to do so. Right. Like was just like mind blowing. So the fact that they're finding new and different ways to introduce these characters without just being like, hi, this entire movie is going to be how they became the Hulk. Exactly. Or like now Wanda can just be Scarlet Witch in the next movie that she's in, as Mm -hmm. opposed to her subplot, her character arc in the next movie being having to be about how she becomes a Scarlet Witch. Right. Because we would never get that story in a movie. Like it, it, they would have to skip over it to get to the other stuff. And so that's why I think that these Disney plus series are just so great because they're, they're filling in the gaps that they would with stories they wouldn't normally be able to tell, but that are very compelling. I slightly disagree. I think we would get those stories in the movies, but they would not be given their, their proper due. Right. Uh, they would be tedious. They would be probably distracting from the main plot, and they would feel perfunctory. They would feel they will. They would have felt shoved in there so that yes. they got the information to you. But yes. let's get it out there so we can move on to something else. I guess that's what I mean when I say these these TV shows feel kind of like a lot of exposition. I don't mean that in a bad way. Right. I just mean that you know they do feel like they're they're they're. Um, they're carrying a lot. They're 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 doing a, it, it, They're like the the Avengers Age of Ultron. <laughs> you know, they're, <laughs> yes. they're doing a lot of things. And I mean, I love that movie. So again, I'm not you know I'm I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I just think they're yeah they're doing a lot of work these shows. Uh, and Go, still, going back and watching that in in the chronological order, <laughs> like you really do see how much work that movie. I mean, just just the death of Quicksilver alone. Yep. To, to establish, hey, these characters can die. Like, that's such yep. a huge thing. Yep, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I, what's the next Marvel um, show? Well, it's- are we counting What If? Yeah. Yeah, then I think that's it, which makes sense because I bet we're going to end. I think we're going to end with reality just going nutso, and that's why we get What If. So, I have a theory. I don't know if this has been confirmed anywhere. But I have a theory that what if is actually telling one big story. Oh, you think? Yes. <gasps> Ooh. I think that the 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 variants that we will be meeting in the various what if episodes are going to come together by the end of the season and form their version of the Avengers. What? Oh my God! It's like it's the <laughs> Exiles, Ray. Yes. They're doing the Exiles. They're doing the Exiles concept. Holy crap! Yes. That's what I think. I think this is telling one big story, and That's it's going nuts. And it's going to be tied. They, they had to. They had to create. They, they had to introduce us to the ideas of multiple timelines and variants in order to do what if. Wow. Yeah, and I think I think it's going to be kind of like Age of Apocalypse where they're going to realize that something's wrong with their timeline and they're going to come together to try to, to try to correct it. That's crazy. I hope you're right. Because that I mean, I I I keep thinking, "Oh, what if it's going to be a cool fun thing to do, but you know, I'm kind of downplaying it cuz it's animated and but Oh my God! If like, what if it is actually just yet another part of the the ongoing puzzle that is the Marvel universe? Yeah, I think so. <sighs> I think at this point in their in their storytelling approach, they wouldn't just spend 
an entire animated season of a show just kind of doing, you know, one-offs that don't somehow also achieve something else. Oh my God, that's brilliant. And if they do that, I wonder if we'll get a live action version of those characters at the end of it. Like they couldn't, they couldn't, you know, the doing it as an animated version is a, we're doing another medium because we're, we're trying a whole bunch of stuff with all of these series, but you know, we can't get all of these, these actors to come back and, you know, to try and do all of these Mm -hmm. big mega production. Like they're basically movies in of themselves. If you are creating an entire new reality for each episode, Um, we'll do it as an animated series and then bring them back as live action in one of the other movies. Yeah. So go watch the trailer, the new trailer that dropped for what if, and uh, tell me in, in the Slack channel, what you think. Okay. Because that's look, where look. that's where this idea kind of started for me after I saw that trailer. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll leave you with that. <laughs> Mind blown, Ray. Mind blown. <laughs> All right, man. Are we wrapping it up? Yes, we are. All right. Do you have any shout outs for this week? Uh, I got a shout out to Gloria Rivera. I got a shout out to Jason Umfris. Sorry, Gloria Mendieta Rivera. Um, my buddies who, um, joined me on an epic, uh, camping trip. Um, honestly, it was an ideal, uh, time for me. I had, I had been communicating to my friends, to these two friends in particular that I, you know, in my wildest dreams, we would be able to sort of you know, get away from our, our lives and our various obligations. And, you know, obviously our, the, the, our families or whatnot would excuse us for a week to go and, you know, take a trip like this, where we got to just be friends and, uh, celebrate that. And, you know, all of our varied interests that overlap, you know, art and nature and whatnot. And it actually happened. I, I never really thought that, I was going to get to do this and experience this with them. So it was really great. Uh, I love them both to death and shout out to, to both of them. Yay. That's awesome. I, I still want to thank Haley and Raquel from the old faithful lodge for yes. Dealing with, <laughs> dealing with us and helping us with rates and just like, it's never fun to be sick on vacation, oh, but God. Like my hats off to people who can recognize that and go, Hey, let's see what we can do for you. And Hey, let's see what we can do to make your time as unstressful as possible. And so thank you. Like I would not, I would not recommend the old faithful Inn as a place to go. Um, just because it's not my thing, but if you have to pick one, it was it was a good experience from the service aspect. So the people are always what make make it great, right? Yeah, honestly, the people we've met on this trip have been pretty awesome. Like they've been pretty good all the way across the board. So that's been nice. Cool. All right, coming up next week. I or I promise. I don't know when it's going to come out or when it's going to. But the next episode will be a Black Widow episode. I yes. apologize for those of you who are like screaming at us, going, "Why? Why have you not talked about it yet?" Because just was bad planning on our part time wise. <laughs> it really wasn't. It wasn't our fault because we had planned this trip before it got moved. Yep. Yeah. So all right. 
All the music in this episode is by Ben Sound is being used under Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. Geektitude is a proud member of the Geek to Geek Network. Check out other Geek to Geek shows such as the Geek to Geek Podcast, Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, Disney Forever, You Can't Stop Me Loving K-Pop, The Nerdbird Review, JRPGs and Me, Dragon Quest FM, As the Dice Roll, Mating Habits of the Modern Geek, and Sometimes Rob. Also, check out our Twitch streamers, Capsule J, Bama Shocks, and Troidal Power, and make sure to join us in Slack or Discord, where you can chat with us in real time and find out what Joe and Ray are thinking as far as all of these <laughs> movies and TV series go. You can currently find us at geektoon.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and most other podcatchers out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektoon.com. You can also follow me on the show you can also follow the show on Twitter at Geektitude or me personally at Epic Grays. Ray, where can we find you? You can find me on various social media platforms at Ray Vargas 3. That's Ray Vargas and then the number 3. And if you put a .com after that, you can go to my website and check out some of my artwork. Awesome. All right, folks. Um, sorry this is a day late, but it's not as late as I thought we were going to get it out because <laughs> I thought this was going to be a Tuesday release. So... Um, Thank you for being patient with us. It's going to be two more episodes that are a little bit we don't know, and then we will be back to our regular schedule. But until then, remember this week, keep it geek.